Hello, and welcome to the What Did You Think podcast episode 18. 18. Uh, episode 18. Seems Man. just like last week we read episode 17. Seems, well, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, we've really made it far. Mm -hmm. And if uh, each episode was a year, our our podcast would be old enough to vote. <laughs> uh yeah you're right you're right um mm -hmm. and get drafted into the u.s military nice so which is, which is exciting that is super exciting but you know what's even more exciting what's that what did we do on saturday cameron why don't you tell everybody uh so i woke up uh and then i like you know did my daily routine i i dusted my piles of money i uh shined my gold bars I brushed my yeah. horse's teeth, and then uh, I looked at the clock, and I realized, oh my goodness, it's already 7 in the afternoon. It's time to go watch Everything Everywhere all at once for like the ninth time in theaters at the Historic Artcraft Theater, which is a really uh, fancy theater. Uh, it's, a, it's a great way to watch movie. I wouldn't say it's fancy, but... It's, fa it's not awesome. fancy as in like... Rich people fancy fancy is in like it's it's not like your regular chain theater experience, you know. It's not an AMC. It's like there's only right, one right. theater in the building. They got that classic neon sign in the front with the yeah. with the tile letters on it. It's it's a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, I love going there. It was it was put on by a Heartland um film festival or Heartland film worker who's also working with A twenty four that aligns all of the uh films to be shown during the festivals and this so the reason because some of you are like why is this old theater showing this new movie typically the theater shows movies that are no uh younger than uh 10 years old um and if you're doing the math right now cameron which you see you're doing mm -hmm. like wait a second this movie came out last year uh well, uh actually didn't it come out in like february or march it was very early in the year very, very like we're all, it's almost been like a year since it's been in theaters which yeah. is nuts and uh they were showing it was like heartland film festival best of uh and they were showing the whale there i think they were showing some other movie but we went to this beautiful theater to watch everything everywhere and what'd you think of the theater did you like it um yeah no no i would say it's the no, best it was good it was good oh the popcorn was great uh, and this kind of leads me to a good question of like, I don't know how many theaters you've been to, but do you remember, like, do you know a theater to have really good popcorn or I don't know. Uh, to me, I've always thought like AMC has had like fine popcorn. Don't, I don't go crazy for it all the time. If it's there, I'll eat some of it. But with Heartland, not Heartland, sorry. With this uh, Artcraft theater, it I always love the popcorn there. It's like fresh, but like fresh, fresh though. And uh, so typically when we're there, they go over their whole spiel and it is, the corn is grown in Indiana, uh, but it, it's uh, locally grown um, and just locally made. So I think it's just that special, you know, 
special kernels. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I, there, I've never really been in a theater where I've got the popcorn and been like, wow, this is truly delectable. Like, it's always just something to have. It's part of the experience, but it's not really the, the highlight. This, though, it was really good. Uh, when when Sarah and I went to the Muppets at this theater, <laughs> Sarah ate like all the popcorn the movie, like before the movie started. Uh, and I know like there's an AMC trailer that makes a joke like or uh, like before the trailers start, you know, they have their like interviews with people. Mm-hmm. It's Maria Menounos or whatever her name is. Uh, she makes this joke. I'm like, like eating all your popcorn before the movie starts. And I, I was like, that's so dumb. No one ever does that. Well, I met Sarah a while ago. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't mean to say that. <laughs> but then Sarah walks in, you know, and she eats like all this popcorn, you know, by herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. No. And then they get free popcorn at the end of the movie. Because they yeah, were closing. They were closing. So they, they were just handing them out, handed it out. I will say, we'll get into the movie in a second, but everyone there, their staff is all volunteers. Um, it is, like, they are, everything there, all the money that they make goes into that theater, goes to no one else. You know, it, it goes to, you know, help them get screenings, help them get this, that, and the other. And it's just a really fun local place to go. And uh, speaking of... Oh, sounds like, like an ad, watching, bro. <laughs> it does sound like a we're not sponsored <laughs> um but i will say when we were there they uh this you know uh what's his name i don't have his card on me but uh right. the the hiff guy he goes um how many people have uh seen this movie before yeah and we're sitting up in the front of the theater so we raise how many our people hands. haven't seen this movie is what he asked yeah. no oh yeah yeah yeah. because some people haven't seen this movie and like almost every single person in that theater raises their hand. It's crazy. It was it was uh, so many things going to mind of what kind of rock have you been living under that you mm-hmm. haven't seen this yet? David, I'm talking to you. Uh <laughs> and also no, um has he really he's not got seen like this? a Yeah, well also okay, before we bash on him, he has like a 6 month old I believe or like 8 months, I can't remember. Uh exactly. But he has a young kid, so I I get it's hard to go out and you know watch movies. I don't see that as an excuse. You need a. You I, need a... I have a cage for my no. dog. I yeah. sure you could just get a cage too. Literally, whatever. If you don't, if you haven't seen this movie already, I don't care what your excuse is. You're not a good enough person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. But no, so so many people haven't seen this movie in our theater, and somehow this viewing was very special but it felt like it was we were watching it for the first time because yeah everybody it's such a fun experience it's Mm -hmm. um and i feel like a lot of people enjoyed it and when we were going into it uh our first time watching it cameron because we saw this last year my expectations for this movie were like yeah this trailer is crazy i'm expecting it to be wild you know whatever but there's no amount of like words that can be said to you or nothing to be said to you at all that can really paint you a correct picture onto what this movie is going to be like, you know? Yeah. So but I'm talking too much, Cameron. So I'm sorry. Hey man. So what uh No, go ahead. I was gonna say that's okay. Well then let's <laughs> introduce the movie and then we can talk about it, okay? Yeah, you got it, bro. 
Okay. Everything Everywhere All at Once, directed by the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and uh, Daniel Scheinhardt, uh, stars Michelle Yeoh, Stephanie Hsu, Kehe Kwan, and Jamie Lee Curtis, alongside uh, many others. All of which, um, except for the many others, all of the first four are nominated for their roles in this movie. Yeah. And after watching this, Stephanie Hsu really does need to get more love. For this, hasn't she won a bunch of awards for it already? She's won one award. That was the Independent Spirits Award for uh, best like outbreak performance, I believe. Uh, she does deserve more wins for this. It's going to be a tough road. Uh, I don't think she has a shot now anymore. I really don't. Carrie Condon. She's got it in the bag. I will yeah. say, I, it's not in the bag at all. But I, she does have it. I believe in her. Um, and then. Jimmy Lee Curtis is really good in this. It's just, is this Oscar worthy? Uh, actually, as I was watching it, I was starting to kind of be more and more understanding of how she got nominated. Is she going to win? Absolutely not. No. There's no but planet where this wins. Michelle Yeoh. Honestly, I've always, her performance has never stood out to me when watching this movie. Because a lot of things stand out to me watching this movie. Right. Um, there's there's so much, like, this is such a rewatchable movie. Every time you watch it, it's just a different experience. And when watching this, I was really going to fo- wanting to focus on Kehe Kwan and uh, Michelle Yeoh. And just, like, I know they're both fantastic. And mm-hmm. I was like, let me just observe how they're doing this and what they're doing, you know? And Michelle Yeoh is crazy good in this. It is so good. She's a lot of fun to watch, and I uh, she might win it. Uh, she's like really like she has good. a shot, but I think just repeating myself from the Tar episode, there's really that's really her only competition. Uh, to be fair, I haven't seen two Leslie, but I don't I don't know anyway. But like Tar seems a lot more like an Oscar winner to mm-hmm. me. Like, I, I still am fully under the belief that everything everywhere is going to win most things, including Best Picture. But in, from an acting perspective, uh, I, I still think Kate uh, Blanchett gets it this year. I think so, too. But I would not be surprised if Michelle Yeoh wins. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, of course, we're repeating ourselves, but Kay Kwan is a fantastic human being the, but no he's he's so so good in this. what's frustrating is like the 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 academy the oscars have done the whole thing where they've shocked the world with incredibly stupid acting picks like framing an entire oscar ceremony around giving chadwick boseman a posthumous oscar and then giving it to so anthony weird. hopkins the one year i don't watch it because didn't they do best picture before best and they best saved actor best actor for last, which is like, oh, this is a everyone knows who it's going to, so this is just a nice way to honor his legacy. And then Anthony Hopkins gets it, and he's not there, and they didn't let him submit a speech, a recorded speech either. So the last thing that happened is just Anthony Hopkins, thank you, credits like. So I read somewhere he was like asleep on vacation when he won the Oscar. He like, wanted to is... send a video. They didn't let him. Why didn't they? I don't know. Let me let me ask the academy. When when yeah. we get into the academy, we're gonna ask him. Hey, Oscar. Yeah, I need to talk to your manager. 
Oh, that's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, and then that'll be good. That'll get to him. This movie deserves pretty much every nomination it got. Uh, what do you mean, pretty much? I'm thinking. Okay, don't get mad at me. Too late. Uh, costume design, bro, is great in the movie, but it seems like it's kind of like. Oh, these are wacky costumes to get now. Like, you know, I like the costumes. Nope. You know, I really nope. do. Nope. Bro, so, this is not a... That's my hot take of the episode. That's my yeah, hot take. Your of the hot episode. take of the episode is also your false take of the episode. I don't... I, that's not a... I don't see it winning, but it is definitely deserving of a nomination. I think Elvis has that in the bag, too. Probably. But this isn't our Oscar episode. I'm so sorry. Uh, That's next week. Um, Anyways... Cameron, and if uh, you want what to know did... what we think about the Oscars as a whole, there's a nominations episode out. Everyone should check out. Right, three Oscars. Anyways, Cameron, what did you think of the movie, bro? Okay, there's there's so much to say, but it's like what hasn't already been said, you know? Um, right, and it's difficult to talk about this spoiler free. Because you, you have to go into this movie blind. You just have you to. You really do. I'll just say this. It's probably my favorite movie ever. And yeah. That's not, like, <laughs> that's that's not, not, that's not really a, a hyper, hyperbolic statement. I've seen it like almost double digits amount of times. And every time it's like the first time I've seen it. And I've shown it to like a billion different people. And everyone likes it mm -hmm. all different like thought processes all different opinions on stuff they all like it a lot i've showed this movie to one person that did not like it and yikes. Uh, that was my mom she was not into it yikes what did she not like about it she okay so i i can see her point okay um Kind of like how I feel with Popstar, where I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. I get it. It's, this is funny. Let's kind of, let's hurry it I thought, along. I thought you loved Popstar, though. I love Popstar, but she, okay, I, my mom's not here to defend herself. Um, So <laughs> she, she That's what you some... think. Come on back. Uh, we got her. <laughs> no. <Yeah. laughs> Why is she out of your house? <laughs> Oh my fears. Uh <laughs> no, um she felt like it's just so much it's hard to enjoy because it's like everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh and she uh she thinks it's a bit too long. And um she said she likes the message with it and she loves the relationship with the uh, the characters and she likes watching that story. She just thinks all of the extra stuff is uh, unnecessary and she didn't think it funny kind of like why she doesn't think auntie donna or uh like nathan fielder is funny is because yeah. it's like not even nathan fielder nathan fielder is funny she's just wrong for that but uh her like just goofy humor is just not her thing uh yeah. she's more of like a setup and deliver type joke instead of like hot dogs for fingers uh in the 2001 reference like i think that's hilarious that, that that was probably a spoiler. Uh so you know, sorry about that. But also if you haven't seen the movie, 
You idiot. You're a bad person. Yeah, that's what you're we a bad established person. earlier. You're a bad person. Movies where I watch it and I try to like imagine how on earth you would possibly write it with just so many moving parts and everything going on. It's just like a masterful script, really. And and then seeing it unfold is insane. And then you realize, or you look up after the fact, oh, it was made for $25, uh, less than $20 million. And there was only five special effects artists. And like, it, it's just the, the level of quality that it reaches on such a low kind of budget. It shows how attainable filmmaking has become in with modern technology and mm -hmm. yeah 20 million dollars is a lot of money but when you think about it the price to admission when you look at the average hollywood movie seems a lot bigger than it actually is right no so it, it is so impressive i i didn't mean to interrupt you i'll let you finish no, you're good, you're but good. um it's very impressive what this movie can achieve without having this superhero movie budget you know, it's super incredible and honestly is really inspiring. Yeah. Uh, now, I'm not saying like you and I can create something like this. You know, maybe oh, I, we made, can. I made one. I made one yesterday just like this. <laughs> In one day. Yeah. Uh, no, but like this is kind of, so I, I kind of look at this way that I do with Parasite, which is uh, for different for different ways. Parasite is a simple idea but done in an incredible way and and for a minuscule budget where it's like you can do take this simple idea and you can create one of the best movies ever made with it whereas you can take something like this where you don't have a huge budget for it you can do anything that hops in your mind you can just write it down and put it into a movie and you know hopefully it'll be good but <laughs> this this should be inspiring and i don't think it should be um diminishing because right. every single time I watch this, I've always thought like, I want to make something. I want to make something. I want to make something. And uh, I've said this before with Nope. I felt the same way when I saw this. I was like, I love this. And I think with such a goofball of a movie with everything happening in it, with every insane this, that, and the other really uh, is opening the door wide for more uh creativity and more originality within making movies and i think this should be something to be excited for you know i'm not saying that this is the best movie ever made you know uh it's up there <laughs> but uh i i think it's it's truly like uh going to be like changing the way how uh people and hopefully uh for the better but how people and uh filmmakers are going to watch and make movies yeah uh, I but, think A24 as a whole has really kind of bright, uh, expanded the horizon of filmmaking because mm -hmm. before they were getting big, there was a there was a definite trend in uh, in just the film industry of like sequels, reboots, remakes, all that stuff. And I know that's been said a million times. A24 has really opened the, the floodgates of experimental uh, filmmaking uh, to a larger uh and making it more mainstream, you know, it's not very many people. You can't go to very many people at in your average movie theater, and they might not know the name A twenty four, but they've definitely probably seen a movie from them. Right, right. I'm an A twenty four fanboy, you know, <clears throat> and um, so I'm gonna watch pretty much anything that like is 
has that A24 tag on it. Uh, but to kind of talk more about the movie without spoiling it, um, for just to kind of wrap up our spoiler-free section, I guess, is um, this is a very um, well-edited movie for everything that's going on. These editors, which I believe weren't there like, how many editors were there? Or was that VFX artists? I think of? the directors were the editors. You think the directors were the editors? I, uh, don't quote I, me on I that. Thought... Don't quote me on that. Don't there were five VFX artists, but as far as editing goes, I'm pretty sure it was just the directors. Yeah, it's like there's still a lot of people that went making this movie. I'm sure behind the scenes with like set design and everything. But this is such a well edited movie with a whole bunch of just gooby goblin uh, gamer brain editor. stuff. There's one editor. One editor. Yeah, that's awesome. But with a bunch of just like explosionly stuff happening in this movie, they do such an incredible job of um just editing the movie so perfectly well. I, I have zero issues with the editing. And um it, it's so well awesome. I think I'll say that a lot. It's just awesome. Same thing with the writing. I think the writing is super good in this, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I it's just I don't know. All I want to say now is spoiler stuff. I'm having okay, a hard well, time. Then like... I'll do my summary, uh, and then we can get into that. Uh, so, spoiler-free summary, last opinions. Basically, this movie is able to take a very complex idea and setup, make it digestible and understandable, while also making... like It has the feeling of a movie that's going to make you go, what did I just watch? But you understand everything that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that is an accomplishment that is very difficult to pull off. And being able to just the efficiency in which, like, the, the script is very efficient. And there's so many setups and, like, stuff you don't realize is setups and, uh, you know, payoff. And there's uh, just, it. it's very unorthodox, but it's also very uh, accessible. And that's a, a wonderful crossroads to make. Uh, mm -hmm. to reach when you're making a movie, I think. So okay. I I think this is truly like a movie that 99% of the population could uh, at least appreciate. And uh, I will say, there are a lot more older people in our theater too, which yeah uh, makes me happy. Makes me yeah. happy, you know? I've noticed just lately, there's a lot more older people going to theaters. Uh, I'd say like, I don't know why I keep bringing this up, but Skinamarink. When I went to go see Skinamarink, it was like 50-60% old people. Which is kind of crazy. I, that's awesome, though. I'm happy yeah. for them. Because that's going to be us when we're older, dude. You know, I want us to well, be actually, just as excited. I'll be behind the director's chair. I don't know about you. That's uh, that's be, true. Yeah, Revengers I'll probably like be dead. Yeah. Um... <laughs> anyways we're just, gonna, uh, my we're thoughts, just gonna go past that yeah <laughs> yeah um my my thoughts are um definitely one of the best movies of this year uh deserves pretty much every oscar it's nominated for and i am super uh, excited and nervous to see what the daniels are going to make next yeah if you can even follow this up uh like you know what I mean? Don't I even like think... Uh, this is my direct... Me uh, Daniels, I know you're watching. I know your fans. I get your I get your messages all the time. Your, your handwritten letters mailed to my house all the time. All right? Thank you for watching. Please never make a sequel to this movie. 
I don't think they will. Ever. Ugh. Yeah. If they do, that'd be so frustrating. Like, they, they have... It, it's perfect. And if it ain't broke... Don't fix it. Don't fix it. You know? So, I'm just saying, like... They did shoot themselves in the foot by making such an incredible movie. I, I don't think so. I, I no, I'm messing around with that. Yeah. Um, I, I, but I'm super excited to see how what filmmaking, how this is going to change filmmaking in general, mm-hmm. and you know, mm-hmm. uh, just movies moving forward. But yeah, so we can go ahead and get into the spoiler section. Actually, we got a, you know, our classic. We haven't done a tangent in a while because we've been doing some, uh, weird spoiler things already, but. I do have a tangent, and this is a very specific and maybe, I don't know, maybe not for everyone tangent, uh, because it specifically relates to succession. Oh, yeah. um, I took took two quizzes today on what succession character I am. Nice. And I I hate it. (laughs) What did you get? Who did you get? The first question, the first uh, one that I did. Was it a BuzzFeed quiz? They were both BuzzFeed. All right, I'll first, take one too. Well, there were two. Talking. There were two ones. There were two quizzes. There was which member of the Roy family are you, and then which succession character are you. So which I'm one should I take? Probably the one that's which succession because that probably opens it up to things like, uh, you know, Tom and like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Sandy yeah. and Sally or whatever. So you just open your horizon a little bit. But I took the Roy family quiz first, and I got Roman. I don't Whoa. know. I don't think that's super accurate, but I guess Ben is really going to be the deciding factor. Do you think that fits? I don't think you're a Roman. If I'm going to be honest, to compare you to any character in the show is technically an insult. Yeah. Um, Which but... is so funny reading the description to see how BuzzFeed tries to spin it into a positive. You like cracking jokes, and all your friends know that you're not going to take things too seriously, even if you have some good ideas. Like, <laughs> it's weird seeing well, them. Well, how about, how about I ask you the questions and you kind of like, so how would your friends describe you, me? You? What so, are the options? Funny, supportive, savvy, smart, powerful, creative, confident, and ambitious. You're confident for sure. Like, you got that... Uh, unlimited riz oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah thank you oh what, what is my dream job <laughs> that's no, that's uh, you now <laughs> uh king is an option uh no give me director i'd say the closest i get to any characters is like early greg because he's very like yeah I'm very I'd, nervous i see that i'm a very nervous person and that's just uh-huh. like kind of the, the the physical embodiment of nervousness is early Greg. Um, so funny you mention this because Sarah took this quiz yesterday. Oh really? Who do you think she got? Uh, Sarah? Did she take the Roy family quiz or the character quiz? Uh, it doesn't. Oh, really uh, she took the character quiz. Uh, Sarah. I don't know, because there's not really very many people who are like Sarah in that show. Mostly because Sarah's a good person, <laughs> and there's no good people on Succession. Um, the closest I can think of is really, like, what's Logan's wife's name? Uh, Marsha. Marsha, just because she's very quiet, and Sarah's kind of quiet. Right. Um, she got Tom. That also <laughs> fits, kind of. It's weird. It does fit, <laughs> but it's weird. Like, like... Not really, but also kind of. I don't. Hold on, I, what I, animal I, am I? 
That's up to you, man. But that's not the end of it because I thought Roman was kind of weird. But then I realized, oh, I need to broaden the horizons a little bit. I need to take the character quiz. And this is when I completely lost my faith in BuzzFeed because I I got Shiv. And I don't know what what that means because it's not true at all. It's not accurate at all. And I hope Ben backs me up in saying that. Yeah. Uh, I no, I, no, you're right. I need a you're strong right. disagreeing with that, man. No, that's, you are right. Yeah, that's yeah. terrible. Well, I just <laughs> took it, and who do you think I got? Um, Kendall. I think I got Kendall. Yeah. No, I didn't get Kendall. <laughs> get one more guess. Also, Kendall. <laughs> Correct. I got Kendall. No, yeah. I got Roman <laughs> as well. Yeah. I guess we're both Romans. I guess. Do you, does that fit me? A little bit more than I think it fits me, but yeah. still, it is hard to just connect your friends to succession characters. So why don't you start us out with a spoiler? Dude, uh, shoot, a spoiler. Um, that's hard. Uh, I would say, um, Rakakuni. Sure. No, is that a spoiler? Uh, close enough, I guess. <laughs> um, so I want to. I don't actually. Surprisingly enough, I don't have a lot to say. Um, I know you might have some to say, so I actually want to start out the spoiler section. Uh, by talking more specifically, but still in general terms. Um, the first thing I'm gonna bring up is the fight choreography. Uh, it's great because the main actors all do their own stunts which is to be expected from like a michelle yo and stuff but mm. uh it is it still enhances the movie by a lot because you can just have your actors doing everything you don't have to have uh tricky camera angles or anything like that uh so that's nice and the fights in this are creative and like in two different ways they're creative just in that it's good fight choreography but also in just the the way the fights are going on like mm -hmm. a fanny pack being used as a weapon or like the weird stuff people have to do to get their multiverse powers is like the way you incorporate those things is very similar to the way a uh, a D&D fight might be composed where it's fun to fight people, sure, but if you add extra elements that the people fighting also have to be aware of that adds to it. So not only do these characters constantly have to be doing weird things to keep fighting, but in one scene, she has to make sure that uh, Waymond and Joy get gas masks before she keeps fighting. And another scene, she has to like, uh, like the guy uh, when he's do when Waymond's doing his paper cuts, the paper cuts aren't happening the way he like, like on purpose and stuff. And so it's just adding an extra level to a fight scene. That makes it more interesting it, than if everything just went according to plan all the time. Right, right. Uh, one scene in particular that I think really is a good example of that is when Michelle Yeoh and this guy are fighting. And they both hit each other in the head and lose connection to their powers. And yeah. they have to do something weird to where she's trying to prevent him from gaining powers again. And the way he's trying to gain powers is by sticking something up his butt. And uh, <laughs> this whole fight scene is of them trying to, like, beat each other to then 
her making sure he doesn't get his powers so she's like moving around this thing or whatever and he's trying to stick something <laughs> up his butt and it's like it adds such a level of physical comedy and like just straight up enjoyment from watching this because right. it, i i don't think i was ever worried for uh michelle yo when she's fighting in her scenes i think that it was like just more of me with a smile on my face when like all of the stuff is stuff is happening. Um, same thing with uh Kehe Kwan in the first fanny pack fight scene. I think that's like one of the best fight scenes in the movie. Cause it's like like long, you know, long single takes, and it's like really well performed by everybody. It's super impressive. But yeah. Um Right. It it's just like you know that a a main character in a two hour movie isn't gonna die at the 40 minute mark to a random villain like a random right so how do you continue to make fight scenes exciting and those extra ways it's just they Mm -hmm. they they constantly put these fight scenes in context that make it an elevated experience than what it could usually be right the other thing i wanted to talk about uh is more of a kind of all encapsulating point so i'll go ahead and let you uh say whatever first yeah i will say so the score was performed by San Lux, if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, you know, forgive me. Uh, but I heard a rumor, and I don't know if it's true or not. They were when they were making the movie, each member made the score separately. So individually, they were in their own rooms making it, and then they all put the music together it, to really cr- add such an insane like, because the score is really good, uh, and I think you notice it. Um, and like, so I will say with fight scenes, typically you don't really notice the score too much. It's just pretty much like drums, loud music, you know, it goes in some, if it's baby driver, you notice it. Cause it's going with like the beat of whatever, but with this, it's such an ironic score because you have someone's back about to get broken in half. Right. And you have a nice melodic piano as he's falling down about to destroy his back. And it's, uh, just little stuff like that all the time it's really really good and uh that has a lot of people working on it too randy newman who made uh you the got Rakakuni. a friend in yeah. me he voices rakakuni and um, he made a full song for that they made Rakakuni. a full sign a oh, full song of that and i i would be lying if i said i haven't listened to it several times uh while i actually it. i haven't heard it yet i planned on listening to it that night I, I i watched the movie again but i just forgot but it's very good yeah we're family anyways <laughs> uh it's super good um so yeah i would say the score is something so fun and uh just another reason like they everyone involved with this movie went 110 percent. yeah they gave it their all it was like they it was like they were trying to win everything you know, not only was it just felt, it felt like something that these people, these guys, because I, I heard that, um, or maybe the, the uh, the guy at the theater said this, um, when they made Swiss Army Man, every joke and every idea that they had that they couldn't put into Swiss Army Man, they put into this movie. I don't know to what degree that's true, but I will say it feels like it, because uh, there is insane amounts of everything happening, and it's uh. The title doesn't lie. (laughs) No, it really doesn't. And 
this is such like um how what is the word i'm looking for that everyone cares so much about this when they're making it and you can really tell yeah things don't feel rushed it like take and the reason you can tell that it takes time and that like people really wanted this to be perfect is there is an insane there's two scenes i can think of or uh, there's quite a few but um there's a scene with Michelle Yeoh looking into the bagel, the Everything Everywhere bagel. And uh, she is seeing herself in all of these different multiverses in different costumes, different makeup, different animations, different this, that, and the other. And it's on screen for split second. And the fact that these people, everyone involved, t- went the time, they took the time, they put her in this costume, they did this incredible makeup on her just for this like frame in a movie and there's a scene where they're fighting and they're like transporting to different multiverses and they're in a courtroom for one scene that lasts like five seconds and they have cast members in the courtroom they're in full-on costume it's like they cared so much to just you could have done that in cgi you know you could have you know taken the easy way out for a lot of these things and don't get me wrong there's a lot of cgi in this movie you know uh but it's like it works so well. Yeah. This movie does. As I want to read. I want to read the screenplay just to see like how you even describe what's going on. You know. Oh yeah, I would love to see the uh, behind the scenes too. I'm like really wanting to see like what. I'm this... sure there's probably some special features on a Blu-ray somewhere. This I don't know if this would ever get a Criterion release. I don't know what their criteria for the Criterion is, but. Uh, I'd love to see some behind-the-scenes stuff for this. You're right. I wasn't looking too deep into the movie, unlike Ending Explained or whatever. I, I've never seen a video for that. I'm sure they exist for these, but uh, I, you know, I feel like you're not watching it to find the hidden messages, and the hidden meaning for the movie. Uh, at least me, I, I didn't watch it for that. You know, I watched it because it had the A24 tag and I wa- and it walked out being like one of the, my favorite movies I've ever seen. Well, there I don't know if there's like hidden meaning, but there is a very clear and present theme. Well, not hidden meaning. There is a theory that the events never happened. Oh, yeah. I don't, I'm, I'm... And yeah, I, I don't care about like theories, I should say, for the movie. It's like MCU stuff. It's like I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh but no um it was spectacular and uh I'll, I'll wrap it up so you can get to your thing but uh again you're stupid if you haven't seen this david and other people um <laughs> and douglas and other names i mean you're gonna start naming people who will not see this because it's post spoiler warning if they haven't seen the movie oh right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind Douglas. That was the hook. <laughs> uh, no, um, you need to watch this, but I'm saying this in the spoiler section, so you're like, yeah, idiot, I have. So then I'll just stop. Well, Cameron, what'd you, what'd you got? Cool. I was actually going to talk about the themes and that uh, part of the reason I love this movie so much, um, beyond the, you know, in-your-face stuff is like the fight scenes, the camera, the, the cinematography, the editing, all that stuff, the story it's telling is one that I think is so important for the current world that we live in and so such a fresh take 
that was when I watched it the first time, I was so relieved that it came to the conclusion that it did uh, because I think that nihilism is a very prominent viewpoint and very popular right now. And I think it's also very destructive and not a good way of seeing things. And the, this movie's take on nihilism and combating nihilism with optimism and like you weaponizing you're not really weaponizing, but utilizing uh, positive thinking as a way to overcome uh, the ups and downs of your life is such a great message. And it's something that I like, that's very important to me. Like being an optimi optimistic person is a huge deal for me, mm -hmm. uh, especially, you know, I, I that was really challenged. Because uh, I, I, I'd always been proud of being a very optimistic person. Uh, but that was a super that was really challenged when uh, the COVID stuff happened and like basically the world went on pause and there wasn't a lot of things to be happy about, like maintaining a sense of optimism and just a, a an ongoing sense of it's going to get better someday or there's always a reason to keep moving like it. That isn't something that you see a lot in a meaningful way in movies and stuff a lot of the times when you see plots where the plot the point of it is like hey keep your chin up kiddo like it's it's an afterthought you know mm -hmm. but this is a very central idea of it and it's so important to the it wins the day at the end of at, in the end of the movie is just the idea that yeah it might not be the best right now but there is something good there is something to be happy about that as a as a theme is so important to me and because i think just people now more than ever are have a lot less they feel that there's a lot less to be happy about when i don't think right. that's true right no you're right absolutely right um i'm gonna pretend that i didn't have to look up nihilism while you were talking <laughs> okay. uh no um i i i think you say it perfectly i think this movie came out at a perfect time yeah it came out when not only movies and, and like cinemas needed it, but I think it also just came out for like where we were at and as a, uh, as a, as a society, like as mean as that word is, our societal yeah. psyche was all. I think for movies that have really benefited society, there's Joker and then there's <laughs> everything everywhere. Yeah, all at once. bro, um, Joker, he just like me for real, he just lives in a society, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. No, um, that's all I really have uh to say about it. Yeah, I don't think there's anything I could follow up what I yeah. just said. Well, uh the, the movie speaks for itself. If mm -hmm. and even if you had never watched it and you watched this pro section anyway, and you are one of those really stupid, dumb people who did that, um watch it anyway. Like what we said <laughs> isn't gonna take away from the experience. Right. No, and absolutely, and, absolutely, and, yeah. Um, well, in closing, I'm not going to talk about the movie anymore, unless you have anything else I'm to good. say. I'm good. Um, I'm going to break our rule that we always have and say what we're going to, uh, talk about next I was gonna, week. I was going to do that too. So, cause I know we have another video this week. Yeah. Uh, but no. So a few things, um, I've had some people ask me about the last of us episode. Yes. We are making the last of us episode. No, that will not be next week. Next week is, of course, so Sunday the uh, 12th, 
of March is the Oscars. So we're going to be uh, watching the Oscars and not The Last of Us on Sunday, but we'll be watching the Oscars and we're going to record an IRL Cameron, Ben in the same room makeout scene and after that we're going after the love scene we're also going to record Patreon an exclusive. The podcast yeah it's a... the, the, the... <laughs> yeah uh it's, we're gonna record uh a live episode and by live we mean just gonna be him and i and it's not gonna yeah. be live <laughs> but um it'll be it'll be us and then the last of us episode will be the next week the next week so if you're not you uh last of us lovers <laughs> uh, that it'll be it'll be in in two weeks but yeah, yeah so this we'll week our... we're going to finish up the oscar nominations uh that you can expect that thursday or friday and then like ben said tuesday next week uh or a couple days after the oscars we're going to see we're going to have our oscar coverage and then back to normal from there double uploads are going to slow down and probably cease entirely <laughs> <We'll> probably stop <laughs> uh <laughs> you know we might want to pull out a double upload every now and then and we've always did. said to wet said, your toes. If we get big enough to where we could feasibly have a Patreon, we would love to do Patreon exclusive stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know and why you're looking like that. We'll cosplay for you guys. Well, too. I, I specifically meant like a lot of podcasts have like uh, Patreon. Oh yeah, episodes. that's what we're, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll do hot tub live streams for you guys. I don't know what is happening, but it's not that. <laughs> But we'll come over to my house and watch a movie. All that to say, thanks for watching, guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all um, right, guys. He used a stun. He used a stun. He disconnected. <laughs> uh, uh, so I did that twice. Sorry, we can end the recording. My bad. My bad. Uh, oh, we're just going to end it there? Uh, sure. Or do we we'll just have... end it here? Now we're cooking. While nobody's looking, yeah, we're family, culinarily. Raccoonie, I don't know what I'd do without you. Yeah, we make a pretty good team.